Greetings and yawashkanakagwego. You're listening to Gaino. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gaino is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett, maybe, and each week we take a listen to some incredible music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island. For the next hour, you're invited to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the music. With Matawayuhi of the Lakota Nation, music spoke to him at a young age. In fourth grade, he was the kid rapping the morning announcements and lunch menu at school. Traditional culture played a huge role in his upbringing, as did the music of Green Day and Jay-Z. While attending the University of Southern California, Mato released his first two albums, Part-Time Indian and Scatterbrain. He also graduated with a degree in cinema and media studies. 2020 was a game-changing year for the young songwriter as he was chosen to score the music for the FX Hulu hit show, Reservation Dogs. Today we discuss his latest album, Pleasure, Living in Two Worlds Like a Boss, Season 2 of Reservation Dogs, and so much more. Getting into our listening right now, it's Constellations from Mato's 2021 Pleasure, Asaranoa Got to sing along with this one. You're listening to Gaino. Keep me up in your mind if you go again. 
against villains. Anybody posing tries, go and show them who's victim. Defend you until the thighs eat my donuts for dinner. And the fruit of all my strides, throw them right in the blender for you. And I really, really, really wanna represent the set. And to do so, had to do a dozy do with death. Catch me TikTok dancing with the devil out of breath. Catch me when I'm slipping fast off a precipice of stress and wrath. for today's edition of Gyno is Matos Constellations from his 2021 Pleasure album. If you're just now tuning in, I'm your host, Brett Maybe checking in with you, and I'm excited to bring this prolific artist onto the show today. He has a lot going on. Like I was mentioning in the introduction, he's been at this for quite a while, a graduate of USC uh, with a degree in cinema and media studies. Uh, he has, I think, three full albums out to his name right now, and he is the composer for the FX Hulu smash hit, Reservation Dogs. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, I feel like we ought to introduce uh, Mato Wayuhi to Gaino. Uh, greetings to you. I hope all is well, and welcome, welcome. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. Of course, Brett. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk. Yeah, we're going to nerd out for a little bit. Um, this is, uh, this, <laughs> yep. These are the kinds of conversations I, I love to have. Uh, tell listeners out there, if you would, please, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am Oglala Lakota from the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. And um, yeah, I belong to the Tituan tribe, to the Plains tribe. And yeah, I grew up in South Dakota. Um, I grew up on the east side in Sioux Falls, and my whole family's on the western part of the state in Pine Ridge. And yeah, I mean, I grew up, I didn't make music growing up. I was too hyper and too... I liked eating too much, and I liked playing outside too much. I didn't have the attention span to learn music. But as I got older, um, I really started honing in and realizing what it could do for me and its potential and I think my potential. So when I was around 15 or 16, I really started, I guess, figuring out what it is I want to do in music. Sure. And I grew up in a really you know, fortunate time in the generation of technology and things. So it was very accessible, which was really good. And yeah, I, it's kind of simple as that. I just asked my friend if he wanted to come over and start rapping, and he said sure. So I went and picked him up, and we were both kind of on house arrest because we were both little. Uh, I don't know if I can swear on here, but we were both delinquents, let's just say. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we got to meet up, and yeah, we just started making music. So that was when I was around sixteen, and um, yeah, I mean, I haven't stopped since then. So I'm 23 now, so it's been around. Just so I'm almost eight years now. I'm almost 24, but yeah, it's been been really fortunate. My journey's been every which way it could be, but it's here now, which is good. 
Uh, I do want to back up just a little bit. All right. So you said that things come into focus for you a little bit more. Fifteen, sixteen. Uh, you're you're getting into music more. However, um, you know, there's there's a little bit more to it than that, though, because I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like fifteen, sixteen. That's more high school than middle school. And if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were rapping Jay Z back in middle school, right? Uh, the rumors are true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. I did. So you're right. You're right. So I did have a informal training sure. in music ever since I could remember because I just loved singing and I loved dancing. And I've always been really, really obsessive. And I still am very obsessive with things that I love. Mm. And so, you know, for me, it started with Green Day was my first obsession. I think I was literally five or six years old when American Idiot came out oh, in wow. 2004. And yeah, that changed everything for me because it was the obsession of those songs and the melodies and everything and the musicality of it. And so I just I just gravitated to that so much. And then my dad also played a lot of rap growing up. So I was listening to Ice Cube at a very young age and Biggie and Pac. And my mom also played a lot of stuff and they were playing reggae and things. So I just got a, a good breadth of, of musical knowledge and yeah, it lended to me because I've always been, you know, growing up, I was a funny fat kid. And so it was great. I was like, you know, running around singing and performing. And I used to rap the student council announcements in fourth grade <laughs> and go up there and tell them what we're having for lunch and when our field trip is. And yeah. And then, yeah, in middle school, there was a variety show and I rapped Empire State of Mind with my friend Anna Goodhope. She did Alicia Keys' part, and then I did. <laughs> I did Jay Z's. <laughs> I remember I didn't have a Yankees hat, so I had to wear a St. Louis Cardinals hat. <laughs> ouch! Ouch! <laughs> you know, but you're right. Yeah, there, there is more to the story. That's yeah. That was the performativity of it. So I've always loved the entertaining aspect of music, and I still do. I mean, just played a show last night, and it's the best. Yeah, I love that. All right, cool. Yeah, we got a, a very good idea of your eclectic music background. Music called out to you through Green Day. You listened, and then that continued to grow inside you ever since. You also uh, grew up uh, in a traditional family as well, yeah? I did, yeah. I grew up going to ceremonies, and, the yeah, the culture was so such an integral part to how I grew up. And it's one of those things, and I'm sure you can relate to this, it's, you know, you don't really have definitions when you're growing up. It's just what it is. Sure. You know, going to sweats and going to sun dances and and watch sheepies, powwows. Yeah, it's just what it was. It, you know, it wasn't anything. It was very special, but it it wasn't. It just it's just the fabrics of who I am. And it's really grounding at this point in my life. You know, to be able to have that when I was younger. Uh, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is just uh, for the youth who might be listening who feel like they have to pick or choose. And I think uh, this is a perfect example of you know, living in, in both the, the traditional, if you will, and, and if you will, the modern world as well. They're not incompatible. And, uh, you know, if I'm talking to my own boys here in the house that I'm telling them the same thing. Yeah, you can go out and be a scientist or do whatever you want, but bring this with you, you know, and, and don't feel like you have to shed that part of your identity as you go out into the world. And I think that kind of brings us up to a, a little bit of a good break point because obviously you did venture out into the world a little bit. You left your world. You went to outer space for all intents and purposes, the great big city <laughs> of Los Angeles. And I want to talk about your journey off the territory, how it, I guess, in some ways mirrors 
Rangers, Reservation Dogs, and uh, we can get more into our discussion of this album and your evolving craft in just a few. So um, you were also kind enough to give me a few recommendations today. Uh, it's my understanding you just put together a playlist for Apple Music, yeah? Yep, for yeah, Indigenous People's Day playlist. Nice. So uh, I can't thank you enough for that. It's a great way for me to discover new music, especially from Mato Ayuhi. Uh, coming up before our listening is through today, we're going to hear Mato's vegan fry bread from the part-time Indian album. Also have some uh, Ailani, one from Live the Artist, both with Mato and uh, with uh, a guided meditation, if you will. Stick around. This is going to be fun. However, kicking things off at this time, for Mato's pleasure, you're invited to turn it up and sing along with the skies. You're listening to Gyno. Disguise your name Cause it's hard to say And I still can't say your name For what it means to me But I know the risk And I should Disguise your name Cause it's hard to I be like I'm yours 
be like I'm your secret babe. the quality of being genuine. I know exactly who I am. I stand behind my beliefs and adhere to my unique moral code no matter what environment I'm in. I cultivate original ideas. I am awash with creative energy and my own unique gifts. My talents and individuality add a special quality to this universe. I respect the journey of other people. I know that their experience is unique to mine. I know that the universe wants to see everyone shine. enough. I look at myself through a lens of encouragement, empathy, and joy. I know that spirit made me as I am and that because of that, I am a perfect masterpiece. I stay in my lane and align to my own path. I favor collaboration over competition. I know that there's far more than enough abundance for everyone. I honor myself and my individual essence. I seek to be myself always in all ways. I surround myself with those who love me and respect me in my fullest and most authentic expression. I release anyone who doesn't understand that their perception of me is not where I gain my value. My value comes from within. I am so comfortable in my skin. I love who I am. My integrity is never up for interpretation. Each day, I align to the seat of my soul, and I know that I am perfect exactly as the universe intended me to be. Hey, this is Julian Taylor, and you're listening to Gyno with Brett Maybe. Mistakes, uh, California King, I'm just trying to get paid off. 
Living, giving back for the fam I'll never trade. Fam I'll never trade. Made it work all along. Now my team has a dream. We just keep it on the low. Made it go like, where am I gonna be? I don't know. But my energy, energies let it flow. My energy, energies let it flow. But my energy. One of Matzo's recommendations today. Before that, we heard Live the Artist on the Cosmically Shana's Cosmic Confidence album. That was a guided meditation to kind of keep things a little lively and to remind you just how unique you are. If you got to do is be yourself. Uh, welcome back if you're just now tuning in. Matzo Wayu, he, the composer for the soundtrack of Reservation Dogs, is joining me on the line today. He's a whole lot more than that. This just happens to be a pretty big project that he's involved with at the moment. Uh, we're here specifically talking about his album Pleasure, though, at this time. And uh, when we left off in the conversation, I think uh, we were talking a little bit about your upbringing, your musical upbringing, your traditional upbringing. But then comes a point in a young person's life where they have to make a decision. And you decided to step off a little bit. You went out to L.A., yeah? I did, yeah. Growing up, my parents implemented this concept of the Zuya in Lakota culture, which is, you know, the journey. And that's what my dad always told me is, you know, you're going to go on your Zuya one day. Hmm. And you're going to go. And a lot of, you know, the purpose of those things from a traditional standpoint, and I think this is mirrored in all different cultures, especially native and indigenous cultures is you know the younger folks they leave and they ascertain different 
things, they bring back knowledge and experience. And that creates wisdom. Sure. And so I think, you know, that's the that's the very, I think, Lakota way to look at it. But also, I just wanted to go and hang out in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I... I went to school. Um, I got admitted to the University of Southern California. Um, and so I chose to go there. And yeah, so that got me to LA, but it wasn't, college was really hard, you know, and I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to downplay how hard it was for me. I think, um, yeah, but I did get to, I did get to Los Angeles, which was really good. I'm really thankful for that. But I got there and I was, I didn't have a major. I was undecided and, yeah, not having a major in college. I mean, that's rough. Just going to a, you know, a hat festival without a hat, basically. <laughs> People, everyone's wondering where your hat is. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I kind of struggled the first year trying to figure it out. And I didn't, at the time, and I still don't know how to read music. And so I couldn't, I couldn't get into the music school, if I, even if I tried. Mm. And then the film school is, you know, it's the film school in the world, so I was really, it was, it was menacing to consider if I could get in or not. But I made an ultimatum. I said, okay, if I don't get into either of those schools, then I'm going to drop out and just do music. And so I think fortunately, you know, I got into the film school, so I did not drop out. Yeah, so I was going there, and then I went to school for film, but I was really studying music the whole time, is what I like to say, because that's when I really... Um, got a good gauge on my sound and everything. Yeah, it was a long-winded way to say, yeah, I was in L.A. for, still technically am, I guess, spiritually in L.A. <laughs> well, not only are you trying to navigate these waters with uh, no real compass, I guess, but, I mean, talk about a culture shock, too, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was, man, because I grew up in, yeah, I mean, I did not travel that much growing up. All places I would travel to were just in the Midwest for, ceremonies or family or sports and yeah but I'd never first time I was in LA was a couple months before um I actually moved in and that was the first time you know it's still I every time I I, I go into LA whether I'm driving or flying I still get goosebumps and it's just such an excitement to me there's something about that city that never it just never dwindles that excitement and it's really beautiful it's palm trees the palm trees give me chills every time I get there. and Yeah, it's beautiful. But it was a culture shock, but in the best way. You know, I was really raised by, you know, I was raised by the Internet. And a lot of the culture that I gravitated to was was out west. And just the music and the, the attitude. And, yeah, a lot of people think I'm from L.A. because I have that kind of, I don't know. I don't know if they think I'm stoned all the time or what. But <laughs> it's the way you carry yourself, though. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. But, yeah, it was a culture shock, though. It was definitely. It, was, it took a little bit to get used to. Get you gotta learn how to act around famous people. Is mm. what I tell people. You gotta be cool, man. You gotta be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, this is uh, so important in your artistic evolution too. I mean, we can't discount that. Oh, definitely. Well, the, the only thing that I was really gonna follow that up with, and you know, I. Maybe want to talk a little bit about Reservation Dogs. Uh, for those who are familiar with the show, obviously the plot 
centers around these teens and uh, there's kind of a collective move to try and get up off the res and you know, maybe for some that idea to get away and they're not happy with life but I like the way that you framed your journey and and framed it within that kind of traditional mindset as well I mean it it just you set off with a more positive intention and it doesn't have to be a journey that is in any way negative you're not turning your back on your community by doing that in fact keeping it in the context of what you were just saying i mean you're still keeping the bigger picture in mind of what it is that you're about yeah yeah definitely i think i don't know if it's just my upbringing or maybe it's just me personally but yeah it's always you know there's always the larger canvas there's always something else i'm kind of focused on um, and I'm seeing how these little moves are contributing to the larger picture. So for a lot of me, is you know, one of the biggest goals that I have is building infrastructure for my community. And so um, it's it's me just allowing myself to have freedom and allowing myself to have a youth and doing things like that. But it's always with that in mind of like, okay, well, how is this benefiting um, my family and my community? What can I bring back to um, different, the res, but also different urban native pockets. But it was, I mean, yeah, it, it is with that intention and it doesn't have to come from a negative place. And I think this whole notion of, I think you can outgrow a space definitely, but I don't know. It's almost like you can't let the space outgrow you. Like you have to keep a tie with that. And that's kind of been my relationship with South Dakota and LA in the past five or six years is, you know, keeping a, I don't know, keeping a foot in both of those doors and, and contributing to both of those worlds. And I think that's what you mentioned earlier, kind of mixing the traditionalism with the modern approach. Uh, the work that you're doing right now is so important uh, and, and continuing to lay that groundwork for all of our youth to be able to see themselves represented in, in these large stories like that, you know. And so uh, thank you so much for all that you're doing. And, you know, I think it really shows in the way that you carry yourself. I think there is a lot of that that comes through in uh, your production as well. So uh, let's get back into the music. Um, we have a little bit more time to talk. We'll come back and wrap things up in just a few. I do have another one of your recommendations. Ilani's Alone is going to wind down this block. But kicking things off is one from your Pleasure album. It's featuring Live the Artist, and the song is Combat Moods. Uh, do me a big favor and let listeners out there know what they're going to hear. They're going li- to They're going to hear... I mean, the funkiest song to come out of Indian country since I don't even know when. I mean, Liv killed it. Um, She was the first person I had in mind when I made the song. And one of my favorite songs to ever produce. I mean, the second half, the the beat change, it's everything that I really, I mean, I really nerded out in this song. It's all of my favorite things. Rapping, singing, oof. Love this song so much. So fun to perform, too. Oh, my God. Get the crowd in. Oh, no, no, no. The whole crowd. I thought I was over you. Yeah. Oh, great. Turns out I'm still under Wander through those memories 
Don't go get that bad luck spy my toe. So many outlet dispel and bid you well. Hey, this is Samantha Crane, and you're listening to Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.
You've always done. 
Ailani Zalone winding down that block for our listening in today's edition of Gynum. If you're just now tuning in, Matsuwayuhi is my featured artist. We have a little bit more time to talk today. We're listening to tracks from Pleasure, released earlier this year. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Reservation Dogs. I, I kind of regret not talking more specifics about like the production of the album and things like that, but I really wanted to shine a spotlight on you and what you're bringing to the table and the conversation and uh, you know this unfolding that I... I think is really apparent right now. So um, I guess that brings us up to a little bit of a good point. Uh, let's talk future plans here real quick. Um, I There is a little bit of buzz. I think there is some good news about Reservation Dogs, yeah? Yep, it got picked up for season two, and I'll be on it again, which will be great. Nice. And Congratulations. Yeah, I'm uh, super excited because, I mean, I'm DIY to my core. I've done always done everything myself. Um. But so I'm looking forward to season two because, you know, with more acclaim to the show comes more resources and, yeah, by way comes less headaches for me. So I can, uh, I can kind of, I think my goal is to kind of transition into more of a composer and less of a, you know, hands-on, hands-on, hands-on producer. I'm very perfectionist, so I probably will end up doing that anyway. But I've got to join the writer's room red dog no i don't i don't write for the show but i just got to hear i'm kind of taking sort of a mentorship um thing with sterling right now he's kind of helping me out with some ideas i have in the future with some different projects but i got to see the writer's room and you know we're um yeah it's, it's cool it's exciting it's gonna be really good yeah uh, just one last thing um that i i wanted to throw out there before we get off the line today uh, i recently started giving my niece guitar lessons and she was telling me about her sister who you know told her hey don't you know that's it's not even a thing uh, don't even bother uh you know trying to have a career in music and whatnot and you're living proof that i think the tides are changing a little bit what is some advice uh, that you would give to the younger indigenous aspiring artist I would say there's a couple of different things, you know, I think going in with just an utter curiosity is one of the best pieces of advice that I can give. Don't set the bar, have an open mind, follow the feeling of loving music as opposed to what the outcome could maybe be or the logic of following it. I just think it's weird. It's operating blindly. I think, you know, logic is plays in so many different aspects of life, but but art and specifically music is the one, one of the few avenues where there needs to be no logic. It just needs to be purely feeling and emotion. And I think following that, because you know that's that's where I'm at. I mean, I've been I'm like weirdly not a veteran, but I've been making music for like seven or eight years now. You know, and that's a long time in these days, these standards. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that's always guided me is the curiosity of it and. Because I think when you when you operate with an open mind and an open heart, the fear kind of subsides. Because what are you afraid of if you're if you're open to things? And you know, I think what's so beautiful is that we're getting it's kind of I don't you know people say it's like the Renaissance right now for natives, but we've been doing this for thousands of years. It's nothing new to us. <laughs> we're yeah. just you know it's just you know non-native this thing now, but. Um, but I do think what's great is, yeah, there's there's people who are breaking down the barriers. And I think for me personally, I've seen, you know, I've been doing a lot of shows and I see who my fans are. And it's a lot of, you know, a lot of young 
Native Indigenous, you know, women and kids and two-spirit kids. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I wish I had that growing up, but I didn't. And so I'm that for them. And I'm just so honored to do that. And that comes by way of just having an open mind and being curious to things and not, not limiting yourself. And I think similar to what you said too earlier, it's like there's, there's a balance between the, the traditional culture and, and modern times. And what's great is, you know, when you blend those two and you find out you're actually creating a, a, a deeper relationship and a deeper space with it and opportunity for the next generations to feel comfortable in their own skin and what they love doing. And so I think, yeah, I think that would be my piece of advice to young kids is um, just to have, yeah, operating curiosity and um, build horizontally too. That's a really big thing. I wish I would have learned that earlier is, uh, yeah, build horizontally. Don't, don't aim for vertical, go horizontal in terms of building your team and working with who you love. And That's right. All our feet are right here on the ground. Progress is an outward and inward thing, not an up and down thing. Mato, I can't thank mm-hmm. you enough for spending a little bit of time with me today. Um, one last question. Where can people find you at? Find me on all streaming platforms and on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and all the different things. Um, there's some exclusive info that I'm giving just you. I don't know when this is going to air, but... The Res Dogs original soundtrack comes out uh, on October 15th, Friday. And so that'll be available on all platforms, too. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere, though. I'm around. Hit me up. I'm uh, Mato Ayuki on all social media. It's just at Mato Ayuki. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. This was great. Great conversation. I like this platform. Okay, what do you think about this one? Vegan fry bread. <laughs> what? I think you should have your travel ID revoked. Right. No, <laughs> Who is gonna eat vegan fry bread? What? Well, I don't know. Put it in coconut oil. Coconut oil. God. What? It could work. That's embarrassing. That's that's really embarrassing. Excuse me for trying. Yes, excuse you. Excuse me. No, 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 no. Do not touch dogs. Well, what is this? Just let me play one song. We told Oprah. Enough of your what? See you tunes. I can't okay, take it anymore. Okay, stop calling my wish white woman. Just hook us up with it.
from black hills explode beverly hills instead not much to see because the thrills are as cheap as they get but when we met we had a matrimony in my sheets vision fuzzy while the speakers buzzing something discreet she's an actress slash student took a gap year just to prove it back to new york when the ball drops i'll be left with the memories non-stop digress but damage is done so now i'm left gripping my gung-ho the f- if i keep having fun for if it always ends with the lights low deep down i've been dim but she illuminates with grins must say i miss that mocha friend on my red skin for the power bona fide doesn't seem real she showed me something tender in the land of cheap and thrills
For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nb1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. You have always been my story to tell. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.